Hello and welcome to What's Next in Social Sciences podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast episodes and for supporting us. This podcast aims to discuss career prospects and challenges for students and early career professionals in social sciences. I'm your host Archana and I'm your co-host Nirupama. Our previous episode was a part of our intro to segment and it was all about the field of public policy. We had a guest uh, who's doing his masters in public policy in the prestigious Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. He spoke to us about research and career prospects in the space. This episode is slightly different from our previous episodes which were mostly about being a student and about various courses. This episode is about an important skill that one needs for expanding their opportunities and enhancing their career and that is networking. Well, as Nirupama rightly pointed out, networking has become an important skill that one needs to have in this day and age. In fact, I think it is turning into an indispensable skill. Now, why do I say this? I recollect that when I was studying from the first day of the program we were encouraged to begin networking to secure a job in the Singapore market and in academia per se I think it is quite vital to have a good network that would in turn benefit to push for good recommendations which will eventually of course lead to good opportunities of course all this added to one's good skill set yeah i think more than anyone else i will benefit a lot from this episode as i do so poorly in networking i have to confess i'm pretty decent online in fact on linkedin i'm like pretty decent with networking but very little otherwise you know i would never walk up to people and introduce myself though i sometimes really want to so uh, actually is that even a part of networking these days sachana have have you done that you would be surprised nirupama but that's uh, networking 101 I mean like of course in a pre covid world we were expected to walk up to people and say hello and it has ki- kind of changed because of covid but i am pretty sure that once the pandemic is over we will go back to networking one on one with people and it's quite important to do so yeah that's a fair point i really hope that i get some tips from here and also in general build up the courage to just you know talk to people and be open to sharing my thoughts and listening to them i agree with you uh, nirupama on this and i just wanted to share my experience with networking of course i was also not that great when i started off uh, during my masters level uh, but since like we had like a lot of career counselors come and speak to us about the importance of networking especially in singapore we started to take it seriously at some point in time i landed a job at isas also because i was networking with one of the persons who who works in the company and i knew him through my program so before this i've applied for about like 30 odd jobs and i still didn't manage to receive a single call whereas i went through this person who recommended me and i ended up uh, landing a job so in a country like singapore i think networking is given uh, much more importance as opposed to applying for uh, jobs online so everybody who who walks up to me and asks me like how do i get a job in singapore this is one thing that i always recommend networking is very very important 
there's more to this and our guest today will uh, speak about it but this this is just my two cents about networking and i think it is very very important skill set yeah um, yeah that i agree to whatever you said archana and i think uh, it's starting to become as important uh, in india as well because uh, you know the jobs in you know say the development sector are a small number and then the applicants are a large number so when it's just online application and hundreds of people are applying to a particular job when it comes to reputed organizations how would they select people right so mm-hmm. they would go of course give preference to people who they know in their contacts and who they know through uh, some sort of an event or some sort of like a workshop that they conducted and this person participated so it makes sense right so yeah. it is very important yeah but um, i sort of wanted to understand i don't know if you have uh, any thoughts on this when it comes to networking is more good uh, or should we focus on quality that is selectively connect and network um, and are there any strategies very good and genuine questions nirupama but please hold your thoughts because our guest for today mohammad sinan will address them For our listeners, Sinan is a PhD candidate at the Islamic and Middle East Studies Department at the School of Language, Literature and Culture in Edinburgh University. He is also a senior analyst with the International Center for Political Violence and Terrorism Research, a constituent unit of the S Rajaratnam School of International Studies at the Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. He is going to answer all these brilliant questions of yours. Hello Sunan thank you so much for joining us on the podcast thank you thank you for inviting me on you know honestly like when i thought about this topic i could not think of any other person but you given that we've had some discussions about this topic before right right um, yeah i mean i've always believed that like you know networking is something that is um, really important like in all facets of life be, be it academia or outside as well and yeah i guess it's super important to like keep it in um, you know keep develop that skill over time So let's get started and I would like to first ask you how is networking relevant in academia particularly and what has your experience been All right so to begin I think networking is relevant in all aspects of academia I mean whether it is to gather information whether it is to publish in different places um whether you want to improve yourself as an academic and as a writer right because you get feedbacks you get reviews on your works and um also like you know working through different maybe contractual work um you know maybe consultancy work or um even if finally if you want to like get into your phd programs all of this requires some level of networking and um it's it's important that you keep in touch with different people it's important that you keep gathering information about the topics the field uh, you know the topic of research that you do as well as on places that you could publish and you know how exactly your writing goes it really like extends to a large um you know to a, to very large part parts of academia as for what my experience has been i think it's it's generally been very good um i've always been a little bit more focused on networking even before i entered academia this is just something that i i enjoyed doing as a mainly because i'm an extrovert but also because it i realized that there was a lot of good and benefit that was coming out of it so for example i wasn't really a great writer when i started out 5 years back but um there were a lot of people who were invested in helping me write better and i used to approach people even if i didn't think that they may have the time you know so surprisingly some people did have the time and they did spend some time with me on my writing skills which is something that really worked for me 
but even more than that a lot of um you know like when i do non professional like uh, networking as well like when i go back to india and i just go meet different people my friends and family members and so on i get a lot of insights on issues that i wouldn't have been able to get insights on if i was just reading about it right and i think that's right. important that's really important for people to realize because we think that sometimes we are in a um where like you know sometimes we are in an ivory tower and we just like reading things and we don't really know what's the pulse on the ground but this sort of like you know when you speak to different people even if it's just having random conversations over tea or coffee right you will still get a lot of insights that help spark up new ideas as you move along in academia and i think that is um uh, important and i think lastly also there are a lot of places that i was able to present at because uh, like you know somebody or the other recommended me or somebody or the other told me and i said oh you know what i'd be interested if you think um, you're open to like having me you know present this this topic and this is my past expertise on it right um of course all of yeah. this is predicated on the fact that i built up some level of expertise as well and i mean you do that you do that simultaneously that's that's what i understand about networking in academia very interesting perspective but uh, can you tell us what are some of the cardinal rules in networking and how does one develop the skill of networking right so i think it's important for you know listeners everywhere to know that networking isn't something you know like it's really important to understand the mindset behind it right so networking for me isn't something about how i can get benefit from other people but a lot of times it's more about how i can benefit other people around me you know and um right. i think a large part of you know um the the networks that i have built over time was not because i reached out to people saying that can you help me with this i mean that was also part of it but not as big a part of uh, as where i used to offer my own help to them so whether it was you know when it started out when i was in my post graduate like you know my masters course i used to offer um my friends in my or my classmates rather to like you know help them read their essays review it for them give them some comments and that helped develop my own skills and also at the same time like it it gave you know a certain um you know level of bonding that that uh, took place which you know translated into networks later on right um but right. beyond that i mean in case you want to like think of developing skills right it's it's also important that you go at it slowly one step at a time uh, you don't necessarily have to like jump into crowds you don't necessarily have to go and bring a group of 10 15 people which anyways is not possible given this pandemic right now but the point is you don't yeah. have to go into all of these crowds and then talk to so many people and then get exhausted it's it's about having quality conversations with different people so um at the same time it's also about like you know picking up tips from your own experiences and from other people's experiences so it's always good to ask other people which again is in itself a form of um, you know networking right so yeah. yeah so that's that's what i understand about networking i mean one it is to ensure that you give a lot more than you ask and eventually no matter what the rule is that you will start getting a lot of things even without asking for these things this just happens as you improve your networks and the second part is that you develop the skill slowly but also like you know have a a set goal that this is what i want to do and and slowly take that up um, over time instead of like going into a huge group of people just focus on more quality conversations and quality time with different people you've raised a very interesting point about you know going and meeting a lot of people but how do you do you have any tips to share for people who are introverts 
Absolutely. I mean, I think, okay, and, and it's important because I'm an extrovert. It took me some time to realize that introverts have a very different um, mode of thinking. And in fact, it surprised me, like, why weren't they interested in, in doing this? And I realized that the main thing about introverts is that um, a lot of them do, uh, it's not that they don't like meeting people. It's just that it takes a lot out of them. Whereas for extroverts, a lot of them get energy after meeting people, right? So um, as an introvert, it's important not to over-exhaust yourself. And anyways, and that's an important tip even for extro extroverts, right? So at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, as long as you're not doing meetings daily, like you're anyways going to benefit because doing that, takes a certain amount of energy from you, which doesn't completely add to your productivity. At some point, it does take away from it, right? So even if you have to have one conversation, maybe once a week with like one person, right? That itself is a good way of just improving upon who the number of people that you know and increasing those numbers, right? So they don't have to right. specifically, again, like I mentioned in the previous point as well, you don't have to necessarily go and meet 10 people at the same time. You can do like one to three people and, and that's something that's very possible for um, introverts, you know, and it's a skill that can be developed over time as well. And um, that does benefit, like that does reap a lot of benefits. And it's important to then balance it out by taking times on, like, you know, taking time off and thinking about the, you know, the interactions you've had, thinking about the topics of conversations that you've had, and, um, you know, focusing more on how you could, you know, add to that on your own intellectually. And, and that is an important process as an academic. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a very interesting time to network because we are not anyway meeting people face to face. So, I mean, the best approach is also to probably like email them or get in touch over LinkedIn. Yeah. So how do we respond to people who are not responding, for example? And, you know, should we go all out or should we like avoid certain people? How do we approach this? I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a matter of like, honestly, it's a matter of how important it is that you get in touch with that person. And also, like, if it's just a, if it's just you trying to reach out and get some views from a certain person, like sometimes people do this, they just, um, uh, you know, they email a professor and they tell them that, hey, you know, I'm working on this topic. I'm interested in pursuing this as a PhD. Would you have any advice for me? And then if that professor doesn't respond, then you can have a couple of assumptions. Maybe the person's really busy. Uh, or they're not interested in your work, or um, they may even think that uh, this is like some sort of virus. And this actually happens with a lot of people. They don't respond because they think oh. that emails and, um, you know, you could be a bot or you could be like some sort of a um, spammer um, uh, of, of sorts, right? <laughs> so so that's yeah. important to keep in mind. But then, I mean, if you need to dispel that, one of the things that you do is, let's say on their LinkedIn profiles and or on their Twitter profiles, right? You sort of like occasionally comment critically on the work that they do or on the, on the tweets and posts that they normally put out and that sort of like gives you and, and don't do that too frequently obviously that that would freak out anybody that would creep out anybody but the point is you do that like you know in a, in a very sustained fashion over a long period of time and, and over time what happens is that person will necessarily recognize who you are because of the useful and beneficial comments that you keep putting in um, all the time which of course requires some level of introspection as well and um, you could use that as a springboard later on so even if they don't respond right now maybe a year later they will respond and this has happened um, you know, among some of my friends, among like within within my own experience as well. So don't lose hope, but at the same time, don't you know? Um, don't like continuously um, stalk a person as well, or like bombard a person with um, you know with emails and and posts and stuff like that. It's just do it, you know, do it in a over breaks and and you know a sustained period of time. That's 
quite interesting and it, it i think it it takes an art to kind of strike a balance between you know bombarding emails and not networking at all but right. you know i'm just trying to understand in academia there are professors who are i mean they get in touch they help us out etc etc but how is it outside of the academic world when it comes to networking it's as important i mean i also apart from like you know apart from academic work i also work on a few um, development activities like i mean i've worked with a few ngos in india and um a lot of the activity that we've been able to do has completely come out of the networks that you know that they have formed and that we have formed and and so on right so for just one example is that right now with the pandemic there are a lot of ngos that have come together um to sort of like form up an initiative where they're helping out more people than they possibly could as a single unit right and the thing is throughout all of this they are networking let's say for example they are networking with the government um officials they are networking with healthcare officials they are networking with like you know people from uh departments that provide like people people from donors you know like people from outside of india who are able to produce um uh, you know funding for like some of their activities and so on so all of this like this is in development work whether it's in whether if you're in a corporate field whatever it is you need to be able to stay abreast of whatever is happening and for that you need to be able to speak to different people and you need to be able to gain insights and form your networks at the same time so uh, it it matters both in academia and outside of academia and anybody who tells you that it doesn't is probably not aware themselves of the benefits of of networking Right. Um, Sinan, till now you've shared so much about how to network, right? But can you tell us more about what are some of the, you know, bad practices during networking? I mean, there are a bunch of them, of course. Um, but like I said, when we start with the perspective of networking itself, as long as you think that it's something about gaining benefit for yourself, then that itself is a bad practice. And I think that it is also it is mainly a lot about giving to other people and passing on benefit to other people and and through that you do get a lot coming for you as well even if you don't expect it and i think that is you know like the the fact that you think that this is all about getting things for myself is um what you call is a hugely wrong practice that to to keep in mind right and and that creates yeah. a number of other uh, bad practices as well for example if somebody is talking um to you and you just trying to prove how good you are this is a mistake that many of us have done including me as well by saying that um oh you know look i i like what you say i've actually done some work on this let me tell you more about myself right now you know that's a huge no no because you right. you don't want people to think that this person does not want to listen to me and this person is just talking about themselves right and at the same time yeah. that also means another bad practice you would be doing is you wouldn't be asking questions about the other person's work let's say if it's a if it's a scholar or even if it's somebody that you're interviewing um you aren't asking them enough about what they think about certain issues and not just the fact that it will deprive you of um you know a lot of interesting insights but also it will create to a worse impression of who you are as a person right and uh, finally right. the last point i would say is that if like you know if you always ask people and if you never benefit um people as such right like then that is also um something that at some people at some point people will get wary of you they they just think that oh this guy's email i think it's to probably ask me something again i think i'm done i don't need to reply to him right now you know and people get tired of it so it's also again it's a lot about offering things before you ask and i think that is an important way to go about when you're networking and here's something important most people will think that they don't have much to offer but trust me 
everybody has something to offer whether it is just critical insights or a few kind comments or some appreciation or you know uh, offering to like review some of their works or short commentaries or whatever it is right everybody has something mm. to offer it's it's and thinking thinking that you don't have something to offer i feel is something that shouldn't be done uh, by people in right network uh sinan thank you so much for sharing those wonderful insights but before uh before we uh, wind this up can you tell us about one book that probably people can read and learn about networking oh um one of my favorite books when i was i mean it was quite some time back i read it in my undergraduate but this book by keith farazi um and it's called never eat alone um it's a really good book it it really put me on to that like importance of networking and he also follows it up with another book called who's got your back um which talks about mentoring and that i believe is the next form the next level of um networking right which is to mentor people so which i think you would have to cover in a different podcast altogether but i think these two books should be read by anybody <laughs> who's interested in in networking in general wow he was brilliant I'd be glad if I can practice half of what he said, and I can't wait to put those to practice, Ashna. This was such a useful conversation. Thank you so much uh, to Sinan for taking the time to share these with us. I think it's also time for me to go back uh, and rekindle my professional network. I think this episode kind of motivated me to uh, actually go back and rethink a lot of things and start networking once again. I'm glad that you found this useful Nirpama and I hope our listeners would find it useful too. I'm sure they will. Well on that note just like with every episode we put out some additional helpful resources in our blog at the rate what's next modern medium. We've also included links to the books that Sinan has mentioned in the podcast today. As we go forward we'd like to hear from our listeners. So if you're listening to this we urge you to take a minute to send us what you'd like us to cover in in the coming weeks to the link in our show description. We'd love to work on the topics that you guys suggest. Yes, please take a minute to send us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And as always I'm here with the disclaimer. The thoughts and ideas that we share in this podcast are our own. Achinas and mine and we do not represent the institution and organization that we work for. For more such resourceful episodes on social sciences and the humanities, click follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever app you get your podcasts on. Reach out to us if you have any queries. You can find our LinkedIn profiles in the blogs. If you really like what you heard, share it on social media and spread the word. Thank you so much for tuning in today. <laughs>